Hey, welcome to Dad. That was just my face right there. Welcome to Dad to the Bone podcast. We're two dads, uh, me and this guy. <laughs> Usually, always, there, man. it was just me. Why are you always surprised when you come in like you didn't see it coming? You're like, oh, hey. I don't know. Listen, it's where two dads sit around and talk about all things dad. And are you even adulting if you don't have a dishwasher? Oh, that's, hey, 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 leave your champagne dreams and carry our wishes somewhere else. <laughs> Dude, my dishwasher's broke this week, okay? I have six children. Think about this, six children, okay? That is, plus me and my wife, so we're talking eight plates, eight cups, eight forks, eight spoons, every meal, bro. That's we're looking it. at like 24 dishes a day, not counting yeah. the 7,000 drinks they get. Come wow. on, dude. Plus the pots and pans, it's wow. rough. It's rough. Wow. It's a, it's a hard it's a hard night life out here. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. In the streets. And let's be honest. I think you're being nice if you say eight per meal. You're making it sound like there's not some that fall on the floor. Or yeah, I know. I know. It's ridiculous. My stack of IKEA kids IKEA plates. I can't even fit it in my screen. It's so massive in my cabinet. <laughs> I need like my own whole cabinet just for my IKEA dishes for all my children. <laughs> Listen, those little plastic plates, man, they're just they're they're everywhere. So and we we have my dream home. I've always said one day when I like make it, I want to have one of those homes with two dishwashers. Oh yeah. Like, could you Sign imagine? <laughs> I mean, I'm here, I'm here hand washing my dishes. I'm looking over my kitchen right now, and the whole countertop is full of dishes that are drying. Um <laughs> I'll take one dishwasher, please. You can have two. I'll take one at this point. I said in my dream world, can can a man dream? Can he have two dishwashers in his dream? I feel that. And like a two oven, man, I walk in those kitchens with two ovens. I'm like, yo, where's the butler? Like, what's the deal? (laughs) How sad is it? You're like, my younger version of me would beat me up right now. Like talking about dishwashers, loving, like, you know what I did the other day? My wife. Um, I saw her minivan go down the street and I was like, we need, I was a little envious cause I don't get to drive it. And I was like, a young version of me would not be feeling me. Like if I was like, one day when you get older, you're going to love fancy dishwashers and yeah. minivans with automatic doors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those automatic doors are dope though. You got to admit. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you know what? The future, what they say, is the future is now. But hey, we should probably uh, do a table topic because we're, we're like. Right here. I was grabbing it. Look, table topics. Get these. They're dope. They help yeah, you. Cool. Conversation starters during dinner. We're not even sponsored by them, but we'll pretend like we are. I'm just going to randomly grab one, dude. Are you ready? Yep. It's not yeah. Bruce. It's not Bruce today, right? Wait. Okay, yeah, I guess. Well, see, I don't know the answer. Well, I guess I do know the answer. Okay. All right, you ready? Here's the question. I'm just going to put it on screen. You're not supposed to answer. That's the whole point of it. I'm not even going to read it. Is that backwards? No. How did your family members spend World World War II? Um, Well, most of my current family members were not born yet. (laughs) But my grandfather. All of your grandparents and your great grandparents, correct? Yeah, my my grandfather fought in World War Two. That, that was a very, that was a very. I feel like you should pick like another one. That was kind of like what I'm a, saying. That's a little morbid for a table topic, but it's kind of cool too yeah. because my my grandpa, um, my grandpa fought in World War Two as well. Um, mm-hmm. He actually didn't make it. 
he he was part of the storming the beaches of Normandy, you know, okay. and yeah. never landed out of the water. So it's oh. a little bit of a morbid conversation, but I have his folded <laughs> flag and his purple heart yeah. and everything in my room. Like it's it's pretty cool. Anyway, let's do a different yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, this one came back. Best card ever. If you rename yourself, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You were locked and loaded last time. You were like, Bruce. I'm still locked and loaded. So are you asking me to pick my second no, choice? I'm not even going to read this one. You read it. Okay. What habits would you like to change to be more environmentally friendly? Um, like that that's like a good that. question. Um, I think if I could do anything to be more environmentally friendly, it would be to, and it's funny because I was just thinking about this because, you know, um, I'm, I think I'm more of a, you know, an environmentalist than I think, but I think I would just be less of a consumer. And the, way, the reason why I say that is because a lot of the the pollution and things we're dealing with are because like we can, of our consumption as a, in a globe, the plastic and the water and everything, like we all just need to like chill out, like stop consuming so much. You're, you're not, you're not, you're like zero for two right now with these cards, by the well, way. Man, I like that one. So my, my thing, my thing would be, um, a little more selfish, I think, um, to, to help the environment. I would like to get, uh, a brand one. new Mustang Mach-E electric oh. car. <laughs> okay. That's okay. how I'm going to save the environment by driving that awesome automobile. <laughs> you know, if we're going down that road, I totally yeah. agree. Why? Let's reduce our fossil fuel. Let's and, do it. Uh, let's buy these dope electric cars. Yeah, let's just uh, let's buy these lithium batteries and figure out what to do them in 20 years. Hey. Oh, yeah, that, that is that. <laughs> we'll just use SpaceX and shoot them out into space somewhere or something. Oh, oh my God. Well, <laughs> you know, before we go completely off the rails. Wait, is our episode on Dogecoin today or what are we? No. Where no now now you're now you're way in a galaxy far far away. And speaking of which, I'd like to introduce a guest of ours, a former guest of ours. You, uh, if you listen to our podcast um, before we were on YouTube, you'll recognize the name Steve Baldwin. We actually recorded with him live on location in Buffalo at a, a, a nationwide great start event, and so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, help me grow. I think I yeah, said help me grow conference in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Yes, and fun fact: I didn't have any good buffalo wings there, but we're not going to talk about that. I had buffalo and, everything, man. They put buffalo in everything in Buffalo. They like, Yo, you want some buffalo coke? I'm like, I'm like, whoa, chill. That was kind of bizarre because they did because they were like, "Would you like some buffalo cheesecake?" And I was like, "No." So <laughs> no, no, I'm, some things don't need buffalo. I'm good. I don't need the, the zing in my cheesecake. It's already got a zing. <laughs> no, but um, Steve, uh, as you guys know, he's a dad, and he told us a story. We learned about his awesome podcast, The Wretched Hive, and all the cool work he was doing in the community. Uh, we invited him back because when we had that conversation, we knew that there was more to be had in that conversation. So um, today, we're going to have an imperfect conversation with him. We're going to learn a little bit more about his family and his family situation and his kids. Um, he has three children, um, Aaron, who is 20, Josh, who is 18, and Sam, who is 18. Um, he 15, says, 15. 15. 15, sorry. 20, 18, and 15. And he's a public we share a name, man. You got to get it right. I, well, I understand. That's important. 
So he's a public health manager trapped in the creator's body. Man, I, I feel that. I feel that to my core. There's a creative side of me that just wishes I could make it in the millions, but I digress. Uh, you know, he's a, a Cali kid. He lives in Long Beach. I think of my guy Snoop Dogg, but I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't know Snoop. Uh, oh, he um, so he's celebrating, celebrated 30 years of marriage to his wife, Lisa, last August. So kudos on that. Yeah, and, 30 uh, years, man. Yeah, man, it goes quick. And uh, um, um, it's his favorite thing about being a dad is that it's um, hard because there isn't anything I don't love about it. And each stage is so different, but learning part is, is uh, probably his favorite thing. So, and so I don't continue to like butcher his introduction, uh, tripping over my words. I'm gonna just bring him on board, let him kind of introduce himself. And again, just remind everybody, we're about to have an imperfect conversation. So that correction that Sam just did, it's probably won't be the last time because we're gonna try and learn and, and have a little fun, fun and learn a little bit. So with so that- married for 30 years so did you get married when you were like seven or like what's the deal i was 22 and my lovely wife was 19 nice and uh yeah we were babies and didn't have kids for the first 10 years and i think that's probably why we're still together you know we had that bonding time (laughs) as a as single a single couple if you will yeah yeah i got yeah single Uh, couple can, can I go back though? I, I got to say, I got to answer the world war II question. Cause it's, I have an interesting yeah. answer to that one. What is it? I, my grandfather on my mother's side was on a ship in the Pacific. Yeah. And my grandfather on my father's side was a flight instructor in the Luftwaffe teaching German pilots to fly airplanes. Oh. How about that? I had both grandfathers on either side of the world on opposing sides of the war. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. That's wild. So, was yeah. your grandfather that was helping the Germans? Was he from like? Are they native? To he Germany? was born. My dad was born in Austria. My dad and his sisters were born in Austria. Wow. And uh, sorry, that's my doorbell going off. And um, yeah, and they immigrated here after the war in 1951. Came through Canada into New York. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, that's that's why I am here because they immigrated from Europe. That's wow. really yeah. cool, man. Wow. And yeah, I got to make one, one more correction. Everybody from Long Beach knows Snoop Dogg. How can you say that he probably Get doesn't know here. Snoop Dogg? Come no, on. No. I mean, personally, like, could you go oh. say, what up, and he'd be like, oh, what up, Steve? Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snoop knows. Snoop and Steve are on, like, personal basis. For sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, probably not. I, I did that. That was like a really crazy non sequitur going from, like, you know, uh, <laughs> European immigration after World War II to Snoop Dogg, but I just yeah. I had to cover those points. Sorry. Okay, Steve, that. let me ask you this. If you could change your name to any other name, what would it be? Luke. Of course. Oh, baby. You were locked and loaded too, but I get you. <laughs> Listen, this guy gave me so much grief because he asked me that question before and he was like, if you could change your name to anything else, what would it be? And I just said, I said, Bruce. And he no, was like, I got the boom. For the word B out of my mouth. I was like, what would it be? And he was like, Bruce. <laughs> was like, <laughs> That's I'm awesome. Like, this man doesn't appreciate uh, being prepared. I was prepared for that question. I, so you I guys prepared for the answer. You guys can guess why I would pick Luke, but why did you pick Bruce, Quinn? I gotta know. So here's the thing, Steve. Um, Steve and Sam, let me let me just kind of break it down for you guys this way. When you grew up with uh more let's say atypical names like Steven and Sam. Um hmm. people don't as much like 
uh, morph your name as much. Like you probably get a little bit like picked on or whatever, yeah. but people always change my name. So as a child, I wanted to be anything but Quinn. Like I wanted to be Brandon, wanted yeah. to be Bruce, wanted yeah. to be Joe. So I've had time to think about like, if I could pick a name again, I mean, I mean, first of all, I love my name. I will never change my name for anything in the world. But I do love I, your name. I love your name. I love the name. I think it's a cool name, man. I think so too. Yeah. No, there's, I, a I love kid, there's a little kid at my uh, at my kid's school whose name is Quinn, and I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, and now it's become more popular, and it's a unisex name too. So I get really confused because I see like um, when I grew up, it was just me, and now. Right. Like a unisex name, so a lot of people have it, and so yeah. there's two girls on my daughter's soccer team whose name are Quinn, and so I wore a shirt. Um, so um, I have a shirt that has my name on it, and like I wore it to the game, and like I saw the parents looking at me with the shirt that said Quinn on it, and I was like, wait, hey, no, my name's Quinn. <laughs> like they're like, what? I've never seen three Quins in the room before. <laughs> No, I mean, what are the odds that your daughter ended up on a soccer team with two Quins and your name's Quinn? That's crazy. I mean, my yeah. name's Sam and it's more common and that's never happened. That's That <laughs> might have been a first ever. ever. Three Quins like in, in the, the same space. Humanity. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, humanity, that was yeah. a first. It's yeah, becoming more popular. Some people think it's because of Harley Quinn, but I've seen both guys and girls named Quinn. Uh, I think it's becoming more popular because of Quinn Wright. You. Hey, I think so too, but it's weird because like you, somebody said Steve in the room. You probably wouldn't be like, huh? You'd probably be like, oh, maybe he's talking to that guy. Or somebody says, Sam, like with me, when somebody says Quinn, you're talking to me. There's no other Quinn in the room. So, so yeah. So, you know how they have those like ginger conventions that are like all the gingers come together? Yeah. I think there should be a Quinn convention <laughs> when all the Quins come together. The uniting of the Quins. Right, maybe you can have a break. <laughs> You, you can have a breakout for just the ginger quins too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really get really granular. Yeah. yeah. This is how, this is what happened. This is so you if to answer your question because <laughs> what just happened is why Bruce is locked and loaded because you see how quick that spiraled in the, right. the whole thing about Quinn. But that, that was about so more. <laughs> Fair enough. Your producer's yelling at us like, "Why are we talking about Quinn?" <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right. Well, Steve, tell us what's going on um, with you, man, about, you know, the podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Give us an update. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so God, I'm, I'm involved in, in a few projects. Um, so the Wretched Hive podcast is how I got started in podcasting. Five, gay, f- five guys uh, sitting around having a beer and talking Star Wars. And we started recording it. And five years later, we're, we're in about 200 episodes. Um, and we're just going strong every two weeks, like clockwork. Um yeah, thank you. It's 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 really uh it takes a lot of, as you guys know, it takes a lot of commitment to do this um yeah, on our spare time at at, at 9:15, 9:30, in the evening. Um uh the other one I I started uh, with my good friend Chris Evans, not not the uh, Marvel actor Chris Evans. Um oh. doesn't look like anything like that Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> I was but my, you knew him. You're out there in, the, in La La Land, as they call it. What do they call it? La La whatever. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. some people call it La La Land. Yeah, there's a movie called La La Land, actually. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, but my buddy Chris Evans is a uh, is an English professor here at Orange Coast College. And um, he is a an expert in Shakespeare, actually. He taught at Cambridge mm-hmm. for a little wow. while. And he's from Mississippi. So he's very, he's got this charming Southern accent and he teaches Shakespeare. Can you imagine? He's just a fascinating guy to have on a podcast. That is fascinating. Yeah. Super smart. 
Yeah. And, and he and I came up with this idea called either or the either or podcast where we talk, the tagline was smart talk about meaningless things. So we had, for instance, my friend, Chris, who is the uh -huh. smart English professor um, from Mississippi and uh, our friend, Dave, who was a, a white house intern. Uh, and they debate, they debated dogs versus cats. Nice. Oh, okay. For example, I like it. Uh, we had a, and it was always Chris versus a guest. So we had a, a, a local chef, a uh, restaurant owner, and we did steak versus seafood. Okay. Um, so that's sort of the tenor of it. Just, you yeah. know, things that don't matter, but you're going to have some really good conversation, but we did Beatles versus stones, oh, you know, yeah, um, Beatles so all day. Stones won that one. Actually, we had a, we had a system where, uh, yeah. listeners would call in, cast their vote or really? dial into a website, cast their vote. And then we had a data portal for through Google analytics, yeah. uh, that would tally the votes. It was really fun. That is um, cool. <laughs> uh, but then the latest one, uh, is also a show with, with Chris, he wanted to do something more serious. And so we're doing the show called lit matters and it's, uh, it's to help. <laughs> and uh, the purpose of the show is to help you build a digital bookshelf of books that you should be reading. So for example, we had on as his first guest, uh, this professor from wake forest who talked about Moby Dick, the book Moby Dick and why it's, it's, um, the lessons inherent in the book and the text are applicable to today. Um, and so we're about five episodes into lit matters and podcasting is just fun. It's just a great release. It's a, it's a great hobby. And, um, uh, you know, making actually zero dollars from podcasting. I got to say, um, it, I'm, I'm actually in the hole. I'm, I'm in the hole from pocket, but the social and, um, other intrinsic rewards from, from doing these shows with my friends are, uh, are really incalculable. Yeah, dude, that's it's awesome. Together. It's like an opportunity for you guys to connect and it's a hobby. So always keep that in mind. Like, so yeah, cause I look at, um, our, you know, set up and I'm like, man, we, <laughs> I've invested some, uh, some money into, into podcasting. Um, I got some lights and I got some, uh, some background. So it happens, man. It happens. So yeah. I know you lit matters is my favorite because it feels very punny to me, but you tell me it's not funny. <laughs> so it's not funny. Get it. It's not funny. I get it. <laughs> so, so the, the pun is, um, is this a, this is a clean show, isn't it? Okay, yes. I got a clean rating, yeah. so yeah. it's um, sh shazit matters. That that's <laughs> what I think. I think your pun is. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, cheese it. Cheese All right, I'm I'm gonna cheese it's met. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have to talk with Chris about that one. He might want to change. I don't know. We'll see. No, I'm keep gonna... it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a lot of fun, and and um, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't exchange that time talking with Chris about books that he cares about uh, for anything. It's, it's, it's well, a you great, guys focus, uh, you guys focus mostly on like the classics on like big pieces of literature rather than like the modern kind of whatever. Uh, his, his vision is actually to branch out. So, so far he's hitting up his English professor um, buddies. And so they're all of course into the classics. Um, the one I'm, and I'm, I'm actually the producer on the show. I'm not, I don't talk on the show. Uh, yeah. The one I'm editing now is a conversation about Hamlet, the the play oh, yeah. Shakespeare's yeah. Hamlet. Um, st uh, Stars in my pocket, like grains of sand, is a, a famous sci-fi work that um, one yeah. of his colleagues reviewed. Um, but he wants to have some people on that talk about comic books and other more yeah. modern uh, literature that that uh, 
again, the whole idea is just to build your repertoire of, of, yeah. of your digital bookshelf and, and apply those lessons that you learn while reading the books to, to what we're going through in 2021. So like, I've never read Moby Dick, but would I still totally be into the podcast if I was listening to it or. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think you would. It's, it's, um, it's about 30 minutes. They get in and out. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a good for a commute for most of us. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, if, if you just, you know, it's two, it's two really smart people breaking down, um, the lessons that are inherent in these books and they do it for a living. They, they teach English for a living. Yeah. Um, everybody that's on the show so far and it's great. So yeah, college kids, do college kids listen to it and write their paper based off of it? <laughs> Look, uh, my, the, the host, uh, Chris certainly hopes they will that, you know, he can use it with his classes and, yeah. and, uh, build, he, he also hosts, um, the orange County book fair. He's a, he's a stage host on the uh, orange County book fair every year. Um, he got to interview, um, six months before his passing, he interviewed Kobe Bryant, wow. uh, Kobe had just written um, a couple of children's books. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he wrote one about um, a soccer team um, mm -hmm. that um, goes through adversity and they bond together. It's a children's, uh, like yeah. a, a children's book for like tweens. Yeah. He wrote another one about tennis and he was on this track to have this library of sports oriented children's books. Um, and uh, his unfortunate passing in January of 2020 put that to an end. But, but my buddy got to interview him. I've got, that's cool. Video of him of my 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 best friend on stage with Kobe. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I've I've a, a picture of myself wearing a couple of pair of Kobe shoes too. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> as close as I ever got, buddy. Close All right, that that girl dads. Uh, so yeah. so that's, that's that's very cool. That's a very cool like thing you guys get to do, and you get to produce the show. And so when you do those things. Do you take like your professional side with you? Because I know you had also talked about having um, doing some uh, stuff. I think you sent me a link for someone with LA. Was that did I see? Yeah, that? yeah. Thank you for reminding me about that. That's that's a, another podcast that I'm involved with. Um, so uh, so earlier when I said I make zero money podcasting, that's not entirely true. I, I've been able to uh, use these skills that started as a hobby, and I I pitched um, uh, a podcast. Uh, for our department where I work, um, I'm in, I'm, I work for public health mm -hmm. here in LA County and um, I'm a program director in the public health department. And I pitched to our, um, our public affairs people, Hey, you know, podcasting is a great way to reach a broader audience, et cetera. And they took me up on it during COVID. So we've been, uh, we're about 75 episodes in uh, the LA public health podcast. Wow. And um, so I've got to interview, um, several of our directors, our leadership, um, ab about COVID what's going on about the vaccine, about contact tracing. And then every week there's a, um, a press junket, um, here in LA. And I pull down the audio from that and do a, you know, 20 second introduction for that. And then we podcast the audio from the press briefing. Wait, time on. Um, you got it for us folks who, uh, don't know what a junket is. What's a junket? Oh, so, <laughs> and that's probably that's probably my word, but it's a press briefing is where you have a speaker give an update about um, you know what's going on with with uh, and you know whatever the issue of the day is. Of course, every day it's COVID here in the public <laughs> health department, and yeah. so um, our director uh, 
gives the press briefing for, you know, the numbers for the day, how we're doing here in California, we have a tiered system. Uh, and thankfully now in LA County, we're in the most, the least restrictive tier. So we're doing great in terms of um, our numbers. And um, then reporters are on the line. It's a zoom call. Like we're on similar to what we're on now. And they ask our director questions and she responds a uh, member of our board of supervisors is there as, as well. So it's it's a, it's informing the public about what's going on. It gives um, uh, local and national reporters an opportunity to ask questions. And then I just podcast the audio super easy and it's part of my job now. So That's uh, awesome. m- my hobby turned into uh, maybe about, I'd say three to 4% of my work week is, <laughs> is uh, producing the, the LA public health podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Hopefully you're, you're being the, compensated for it or did you just give yourself did you just give yourself extra work to do on top of all your other work i I did but you know what i was glad to i mean i I tell my boss the the hour or 90 minutes that i spend every week producing that show is the best hour of my week i i mean i just love it it's like getting to do your hobby and get paid for it if i could work it out to do this for 40 hours a week uh you know, so long I'm, I'm out. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to take that position, but um, just kidding boss. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere, um, <laughs> but uh, no, but I love it. So it doesn't really feel like work while I'm doing it, which is the best kind of work you can do. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So there you go. Exactly. You, you loving what you do, man. That, you know, when I was in college and I was a young buck and aspiring in the world, like that quote really stuck with me. I was like, yeah, I never want to work a day in my life. Fast forward, work every day in my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See, what's going on? What's going on with your family, man? How are things going there? What's uh, what's new with you? What's new in the dad life? So this whole season, uh, we've had different dads coming on from different phases of their dad journey. Um, you know, we've had uh, expecting dads who like haven't even started the journey yet, but they're like right on the cusp. And then we have had dads that have fully grown children who are out of the house. And we've talked with them about that phase of their uh, fatherhood journey. So where are you in your fatherhood journey? And like, what's, you know, what's up, man? What's popping? Talk to us. Well, I am in uh, yet another stage of, of fatherhood. And that is um, I've got college kids. Yes. So you're in the broke stage of fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got my oldest, uh, Aaron, is 20, and in his uh, ending his second year, okay. so we're almost halfway done there. My son Josh, who's 18, senior in high school, just got accepted to a, a local university here, Cal State Long Beach. So he's going to be able to live at home. Nice. And, um, and attend, uh, he got in as a film major. So he's going right Ooh, in as a exciting. film, electronic arts and film. Really yeah, cool. That's exciting, man. That's cool. Uh, I told him I'm so excited. He, he gets to take like theory of cinema and you yeah, know, that's awesome. all of that stuff and learn all about that. Yeah. And he's in the right board and like LA. What more? Oh, yeah. Like, like if you're doing that in Detroit, we might be like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> in LA. That's yeah. like, I feel like going and getting a degree in like a doctorate, getting your degree in being a medical doctor kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. He flat out wants to be in the industry, just yeah. do something, even if just he'll start out as, you know, getting somebody's coffee, hopefully, and just be around a set and, you know, yeah. hopefully get do something, editing, lighting. He's not sure yet, but that's yeah. his major. So that's exciting. He's launching. <laughs> um, so that starts. So I'll have two in college for two years. 
And then my youngest, who's 15 and ending his sophomore year in high school, uh, has, has two years of high school left. So we're always going to have two year two in college at the same time Yeah, for the next, uh, six years, Nice. four to six years. So that's kind of where we are. Nice. Yeah. That's a fun thing. See, when my kids get to college, it's going to be insane. So I have six kids. They are, mm-hmm. uh, one, three, five, seven, nine, and 11. So I'm, I'm done. I'm done for That's all there is to it. Oh, wait. One, three, five, seven, and eleven. One, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. Okay, maybe I missed one. Okay, you yeah. hit all the prime numbers, man. I know, and then I, I like I like every other year because they're all evens. It's a lot easier. It's easier to say two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. <laughs> so, so ours were that way too. We had one, three, and five. Yeah, and so for two years they were in the same. Um, our, our elementary school is K through five. So they were in the same elementary school all together for a couple of years. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, so I, have, I have four of mine in the same elementary school right now. Oh my like, gosh. It's exciting. It's cool. That's well, great. Like, yeah, we, that window. we have, we have one year where we have that window for all three of my daughters and uh, yeah, we're going to miss it. So we were kind of bummed. That was the plan, but it's not going to happen. I was like, yeah. we just one drop off. That's it. All the kids go. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're developing as, as a, as a, we've continued to develop as a family unit and grow together in ways that, you know, I, I wouldn't have imagined when, when, you know, we first had young kids and, you know, I know that's one of the things we wanted to talk about today was my, my son's Aaron, my son, Aaron's journey. Um, and to some of the stuff that he's been through like the last five years. So yeah, dude, tell us about it, man. Okay. So, um, so my son, Aaron, uh, used to be my daughter, Sarah. And so Sarah, um, was, um, totally healthy, happy family unit. I mean, thriving just, uh, I, I, I hope, I hope like every father hopes that we gave our kids a, a great childhood. Um, lots of trips together. We're all very close. Um, as close as five people, three kids and two adults can be, you know, we share everything together. Um, we live under the same roof and a, not a big house, you know, so we're kind of all over on top of each other for most of their, their, until Aaron moved out this year to go to college. Um, and, um, Sarah at the time, uh, entered high school, think it would have been, um, let's see, probably 2016 or 17. And after his freshman year, uh, we heard that he was going by a different name. Uh, and we saw the name Aaron, A-A-R-O-N on things and friends would come over and talk and say, Hey, Aaron, do you want it? Um, or, you know, do you, you know, would, would, would call Sarah Aaron. And so my wife and I were kind of just curious. We didn't say anything. Um, and um, all through high school, Sarah went to school as Aaron. In fact, we came to learn later that day one of high school, Sarah introduced himself as Aaron. Um, and um, before we go any further, you probably I'm you, you're probably hearing me mix pronouns. <laughs> Right. He, she, hers. I've actually um, never vocalized this 
in the way I'm doing now. So I, I, I'll, I'm going to struggle with pronouns because I'm just now, just in the last six months, saying he and his, which is the preferred pronoun that Aaron wants us to use yeah. um, instead of she, you know, 18 years of saying, you know, where is she? It, it takes some time to break that habit. Um, sure. So, so I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, no, I think you're, you're not because we need, I mean, this is a tricky part of the conversation where a lot of folks don't know how to have it. And there's yeah. a reason why we were trying to be intentional about how we approach this conversation and Honestly, a lot of times we don't know. Uh, I don't, it's, it's kind of a newer thing to say your pronouns, like my pronouns are he, him, and mm -hmm. someone else's are they, them. So I think it's important as dads, particularly for us to be able to just kind of talk through it and fumble our way through it and, and have imperfect conversations and not pretend like we know, but uh, show how we can be an expert in asking and saying, tell me more. So yeah. I think doing is perfect. So I don't think it has to be, don't apologize to us. Like, well, I, you know, I, I, when Aaron, um, came out to us and I, and I'll talk about that too, but when it happened, one of my worries was, um, that I was going to screw it up a lot. Like I was going to use the wrong pronoun and Aaron had shared with us that some of his friends, um, were really frustrated and angry with their parents who couldn't get it right. And I, and, and this is where that closeness that I described earlier really paid off because we were able to say, I was able to say to him, Hey, I'm going to, I'm really going to screw this up. I, I, I'm a hundred percent supportive of you. I'm going to mess it up. And so please don't be mad at me when I do that. And so that was part of our initial conversation when, yeah. when, you know, we started talking about this. Um, but it was, it wasn't until really the end of Aaron's um, junior year in high school that, um, he came into our bedroom. Lisa and I were like laying in bed watching TV and he came in and wanted to talk and shared that. Um, I, I think in about 20 minutes, he probably said about eight words. It took a lot. It took a lot of effort, like physical effort. You could see Aaron struggling to, he wanted to say it and it was time to say it, but it took mm -hmm. a long time to get out. And he finally said, I think I was su supposed to be born a boy. Mm. Um, and that was the moment that like was the watershed moment for us in this process was like, you know, we, we both immediately got up and just, and, and held. Steve. So I'm going to start getting a little emotional and I'm. No, listen, okay. we're, we're going to, we're going to all cry. So yeah. don't you, cause I'm a, don't make me, I'm a start. So just go. Yeah. Okay. This is a safe space, dude. Say, say what you need to say, how you need to say it and take your, it's okay to take your time. Like that's fine. I have a question for you though. Why you're, why you're just, we want to leave room for you to fulfill everything you feel as men. We have to remove the, the toxic layer where we're like, I don't care. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. As a parent, I always feel like, we see our kids the way we see our kids, but um, from an outside perspective, I always feel like you, you, you like, I mean, it's a conversation I think that people know, but like, 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 did you see that conversation coming? I feel like in some ways, like you, when you put it together, you, there are signs, but maybe there's not like for you guys mm. specifically, 
Like when that conversation happened, was it like, whoa, or was it like, yeah. What I was expecting was for her. See, there you go. I did it was for him to tell us to come out that, that he was gay. Um, I, I thought my daughter was gay uh, and, and, um, I'm not exactly sure why I felt that way and trying to piece this together in real time with you, but I just always thought that, you know, uh, there's just, um, I, I just think he's gay. And, um, what, what actually, now that I'm kind of talking it out, one of the, one of the things that, um, that I remember was finding a, a binder in the laundry, which is basically like, um, Think of it as like a uh, athletic top that a girl girl would wear, like a sports bra. Oh yeah, not like Except, a binder, like a book. You're talking like a binder that you wear. Yeah, like, sorry. Uh, yeah, so so um, yes. So what you guys are talking about, but just go with it. So so it like compresses like to compress the the breasts. Oh so yes. Okay. Okay. And and so and it's it's almost like a um, a binding, if you will. Like it's very tight. Almost like, like a, a court, like a corset for the midsection, but for the top section. Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, a, yeah. I was like, we lost. Sort of like but go ahead. And yeah. so, and not having any idea whose it was or what it was, I was like, Lisa, what is my wife? What is this? And she's like, oh, and she knew right away what was happening because she, you know, had the same thoughts that I did. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, well, I don't want to get too far ahead, but um, just getting back to that, that coming out, um. Yeah a moment, you know, we, we, we jumped up and we just held our kid and told him that we love him and, and, you know, we want to be supportive in any way we can, and we're probably going to screw it up, but be patient with us. And, and we're here for you and we love you no matter what. And that, that was, that was the overarching message. And then we kind of went our separate ways and, and I'll calm down and, <laughs> you know, that was, that was a huge moment. I, I mean, I, I can't underscore what a bit, uh, uh, when your, when your child comes out to you with something like that, it's just, um, and you can see that the, the, the pain, the, the, it, I don't want to say pain because that has like a negative connotation, just the effort it was taking to be brave enough to, to come out to us, even though we have this close, tight sharing household. That, that this, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask, you know, you guys are all tight and great relationship and all that. Did, did Aaron feel, did, were there insecurities and nervousness and whatever coming into that conversation, uh, you know, from his perspective, because obviously, yeah. you know, the relationship you have, he knows that you guys are not going to be like, Oh, we hate you. You're out, you know, hit the curb, you know, obviously. So we're like, obviously in hindsight, did you guys have that conversation of like, Hey, how did you expect that to go? What, what did that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, talk briefly about it about a year later. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it, you know, we, there was really no need to go back to that conversation right away, but you know what I, I asked how, what you were feeling and just, you know, he just felt like it was time and, and there was too many other conflicting things happening that were going to get in the way if, if, if that conversation didn't happen, um, you know, senior year, um, Aaron went to prom, um, and, uh, you know, he and I got, went out and, and, and rented a tux, um, 
his girlfriend at the time uh, had a beautiful dress. We took pictures in the backyard. They went to prom and um, Aaron was voted prom king. Oh, nice. And so, it, you know, like, I don't think that happened. And you, sh- you should have seen just how, how much joy was involved with that. It was, it's really hard to put into words, but it was just like the kind of the, from the moment that the coming out moment to the, I'm, I've been crowned prom king, prom king moment is such and, a, and yeah. I mean, what a journey that, that year was of just. It's like going from a, um, a caterpillar to a, a beautiful butterfly and like being able to spread, uh, maybe it's not a great example, but able to just spread your wings and like, like be you and be accepted, you know, cause that was my other question to you. When I think about our kids now, when, when I grew up, when, when we grew up, maybe my generation, racism was more of the main thing that people are still trying to navigate through. And we still are to this day. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we still are. Uh, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Um, but <clears throat> when I think about the kids I grew up with, <coughs> excuse me, racism was different. And I feel like the same thing goes for now with kids with the sex and gender conversation. Like, I feel like... Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a, a different conversation for them amongst themselves. Like you gave the example, you said where Aaron went to, to high school, um, when he went to high school to start, he went by Aaron and he was recognized as Aaron. So, mm-hmm. you know, do, do, how do you see kids, your kids experiencing it versus, mm-hmm. you know, how we would if it experience it? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, looking at gender roles and, <laughs> and, definitions if you will from when we were kids to what the kids have now i mean it's a completely different world right i mean when when i'm i mean so i'm 53 i graduated in high school in 1986 when i was in school it was there were boys and girls and you were gay or straight and that was about it i mean that those were the options that that were widely known or like sort of publicly yeah. discussed right yeah. um i've learned so much in this process with Aaron. Um, and I continue to mess up every, every day. I'll use the wrong pronoun or, you know, get, get a, 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 a name wrong, but there's, there's, you know, now we've got, we've got, there's transgender, there's cisgender, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, someone whose gender matches the one that they were assigned at birth. Right. So if you're, if you have a penis and you consider yourself a boy, you're cisgendered, right? Transgender would be if you're like in my, my son's case, if you were born with a vagina, just to use the right terms, Mm -hmm. and you think of yourself as a boy, you, you identify as a boy, then you're transgender. Um, there's non-binary. Yes. Uh, someone who does not identify as a man or a woman. Um, there's gender queer, that is someone who is um, neither male nor female, but is is beyond genders. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't think of themselves in terms of gender. Um, there's gender fluid, right? Some who you know, in, in given moments uh, identifies as male, and in other moments identifies as female. Um, the other the other thing that I think is interesting: the difference between now and and maybe when we were younger. Uh, was that I don't remember, and maybe this was just 
me being ignorant, which is completely possible because I'm still ignorant about a lot, about a lot of this. But um, I am too, so don't let me <laughs> act like I know anything. I know nothing. So, and, and I can I just give you an affirmation on yourself, man? Like, dude, um, outside of all of this, I can't get my kids straight sometimes. Just <laughs> I call them a different name. So how could you? I mean, that's the human part of us. Like my 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 girls know I, I, they, that I know who I'm talking to, and they'd be like, "That's not my name, Dad." So yeah. it's okay. like we're just human and we have to be sensitive and we have to be aware because what we say to people is important and how we address them, you know, hence me being like, yeah, I, I would change my name to Bruce because I had Quinn my whole life, but we're still human and, you know, we have to just give ourselves some grace, but go ahead. Wait, Steve, let me, let me ask you this too, because I, I, I am yep. curious about this. So um, <clears throat> does, does past tense, and present tense when you're dealing with the pronouns, how, how does that work, right? So Aaron, mm -hmm. he, his, mm -hmm. um, what, prior to 2014 or so, we're talking Sarah, she, hers. How do you reference Aaron prior 2014? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and the like answer that's is- the hardest part for you to keep straight in your head but how, like, how does one approach that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, the answer is we're figuring it out. I, okay. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I mean, like I, I, like I, I said at the, at the top of the show, I, I haven't really had this conversation in this depth yeah. uh, vocally with, with anyone like you guys are yeah. the first. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how to do it. Um, I, I can say that, you know, one of the things that I had to shift in myself was when you talk about your kids, like Sam, you might say, I've got six kids and yeah. I don't know the, 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 like if, if it's three boys and three girls or what the split is, but yeah, it's three boys, three girls. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. You so <laughs> for, for, for 18 years, I've been saying I've got a girl and two boys. Yeah. And in the last year I've, I've had to train myself to say, I've, I have three boys. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a small thing, but until you say it out loud, uh, you don't realize how significant that is. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, I don't know how we're doing on time. So please just, you're, you're fine, you know, man. Keep going. okay. Okay. Um, I want to tell the end of the story and sort of like, um, kind of, kind of get you caught up to where we are now. Yeah. Um, right. Aaron, um, when he got into college, decided that he wanted to have top surgery. Uh, so this is a, a breast removal or reduction. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the same way that, you know, we were, we've been supportive all along, you know, we were, my, my wife is a healthcare provider. So was, was very into the, you know, let's do the right, let's do the research, make sure we get, you know, what you're getting into, make sure we, you know, uh, investigate every angle medically. Um, and then once we did that, um, Aaron wanted to move forward and we supported him in that choice. And he did have top surgery. Um, just uh, actually <laughs> the surgery was the day of the Capitol uprising. It was January 6th, oh, okay. um, a day I'll never forget for the, for yeah. two reasons. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, about a week after the surgery, I said, so, so what, what, what are you, 
like looking forward to most after you heal? Like what's what when you think about yourself in this new body, what is it that that you think about? And Aaron said, just to wear a t-shirt. I just want to wear a t-shirt like a, like a, you know, like a regular yeah. guy, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it, it's just another thing that you, you know, you take for granted if, if you feel like, you know, this, this, this part of my body, that's this outwardly expression of, of being a, a female, it's just not part of me. Um, how that must feel and you're 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 walking around with them for 18 years and you feel like they're not part of you or they don't have um utility in your in your in who you are um you know that was another moment like i can't i can't i i i, I just felt so sad for him having to go through that and having to wrestle with those feelings yeah yeah um, the fatherly instinct of wanting to not have your kid go through any type of, I don't know, feel any, I don't know. For me, I'm protective of my, my children. And like, and I have, I balance trying to let them go out there and like get their knuckles a little dirty and like, you know, get cut up a little bit and also wanting to shield them and protect them. And I guess I, I feel like I could relate to like not wanting to shield your child, your son from that pain or that hurt, you know, yeah. Yeah. For me, I describe it as pain and hurt because like I just, you know, for me, it feels like emotionally protecting them from, you know, the scars of the feel, you know, whatever the feelings might be. Yeah. I got to say, too, I, I mean, I don't want you I don't want to come across as like, you know, perfect in this. I mean, our, our, our when Lisa and I first were entertaining this, this, you know, Aaron's wanting to have the top surgery, you know, our, our first reaction privately was are we are we sure she's that that the Aaron isn't a, a gay woman who who just hasn't found a, another woman who appreciates her body yet you know and yeah. and is this going to be something that's like permanent that you know there's going to be regret later because it's like a rash decision so it, it took two years to get from the first conversation to the surgery and that was that that time was invaluable you know we we had many conversations about it and investigated all the medical parts of it um and so i i gotta say you know it hasn't been all just hey we're in let's do it you know no, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. been a lot of conversations i'm sure yeah. a lot of learning too i could imagine because like you know me the type of dad i am sometimes i'm old school and i could see sometimes me being like look i understand but no i don't understand you know right because i mean but that's the honesty i have with, with my kids even now where i'm like look i get it but like this is how i feel and so you know right or wrong i know it's wrong but i want them i want them to be them but i want them to hear me so it's it's a, it's a balance it's an act you know it's a balancing act now right. i know i know this is the first time that you're having this conversation in depth in public like on a forum like this obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, during this process, um, during this journey that, that your family has been traveling together, have you guys had like a community of people that have been a sounding board? Like, have you had a sounding board where you could say, you know, maybe it's a group of guys, maybe it's a, a couples that you've gotten with where you're just like, 
uh, I need to process some things. Can I talk about this out loud? You know? Absolutely. You, you, you gotta have that. I mean, it's been invaluable. And I, I mentioned my, my buddy, Chris earlier, the English professor who, uh, is, is like my brother, um, and, and my brother from another mother yeah. and, and he and I have, have, uh, talked many, many times about this, um, over drinks, you know, uh, through, uh, through tears <laughs> and all the things, right? Oh, I mean, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, we have another friend who has a, a daughter who's going through something similar, and actually, the the daughter um, is has indicated that you know she's asexual. She doesn't have she you know isn't attracted to either way, and so you know th- there's been a lot of conversations and comparing notes and and sharing. Yeah. Um, uh, shared experiences and, and, you know, go, I think going through this alone would be a lot more difficult, um, to process. Um, can I just like make one more point, um, that I, I don't want to, I think is really important for maybe if there's listeners that may be going through this or may know Mm -hmm. someone that is one of the big lessons learned from me, a a heterosexual cis male, is that there's a difference between gender and sexuality and, and it may be very obvious to some, but it wasn't to me. And my Mm -hmm. first reaction was, Oh, Sarah is gay. Right. I'm Mm -hmm. sure of it. Um, But the, the, the sexuality is separate from, from gender. Um, So it's been described as like sexuality is who you go to bed with gender identity is who you go to bed as mm. i like that because that's always a confusion because you're like what? what what are you saying but right that again because you know i'll be yeah. honest with you a lot of us dads and honestly i think some some ladies too don't get it so yeah can you say that again? yeah yeah sexuality is who you go to bed with in other words who you're attracted to who you want to be physically intimate with Gender identity is who you go to bed as, who you are, the person that you are, right? So, so it's an easy assumption to make that you know a person's sexual orientation is based on their gender identity, like assuming that transgender people are automatically gay, for example, right? But uh, you, but so as it like a, as a transgender woman who is attracted to other women may identify as a lesbian, right? So this is a man who's transitioned to a woman who's attracted to women identifies Mm -hmm. as being a lesbian. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so, and every combination hair to fourth, right? I mean, so it, 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 you begin to call into question, you know, what is the essence of gender? Is it, is it that you have a penis or you have a vagina? And in my experience and my new understanding of it, and I'm, I've still got so much to learn about this, but it's not about that. It's about who you feel you are, who you go to bed as mm-hmm. not who you sleep with. And, and it took a, me a long time to wrap my head around that. And I'm still doing well, it. It still takes a while because, you know, for us, all three of us, 
I will only speak for me uh, because that's where people go wrong is when they speak for all three of us. Uh, for me, as a guy, I've always felt like a guy. I've always been strongly attracted to women. I've never had an attraction to men. And I think I am honest enough with myself to be honest with myself, if that makes sense. Because to be quite frank, I know that there are some guys um, who are not honest enough with themselves, to be honest. Um, but I feel comfortable enough with myself to know I'm, I'm a man and I'm strongly attracted to women. Um, and because of traditional paradigms and norms, um, our society has denied the existence of, at, at a, a larger scale, men who are attracted to men or women attracted to women in a way into which some of those people have oppressed it. So it's it's a lot to digest is what I'm trying to say, because, you know, you have to, for folks to take inventory and say, like, I am... You know, I can say I'm attracted to 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 women because not because I was told to, because that's just how I feel. It's honest. It's much harder to say I'm attracted to dudes, and society tells me I shouldn't be. So it's a hard conversation for some to have. But it's easier for us to have when we just feel the way that society says we should feel. I mean, is is similar? I um, related to like racism. It's hard to talk about racism being black to explain it to white people. I feel like because like you don't. You don't know what it feels like to like have to deal with your whiteness every day, whereas people who are black know what it feels like to have to deal with their blackness. And so I don't know what it feels like to have to deal with um, my sex, my sexual orientation, or my gender, um, because I'm tradition. I'm a traditional male who likes women. So well, I, I have the same conversation with my wife as well, um, who struggles with um, anxiety. You know. And uh, I have family members that struggle with anxiety and all that. And that's just not, it's, it's, it's mostly non-existent in my perspective and in my life, which, you know, whatever. And so uh, we, we have that same conversation that like, just because it doesn't exist to me, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And just because, you know, it's, you know, so it, it does, it, I think this whole entire conversation uh, across, I mean, if we're talking racism, we're talking anxiety, we're talking gender, we're talking sexuality, the whole deal. I think it all requires just a humongous dose of empathy. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is almost the foundation for anyone, you know, any dads that are listening to this, that, that maybe are going, you know, in the same phase of life as Steve and Aaron and all of that, or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a dad who, thinks that this could be coming in the near future, or maybe it's a dad who just doesn't know, but wants to be educated and wants to be, you know, um, you know, I guess prepared for everything or whatever. But I think empathy is just a huge, huge thing that we need to, to recognize and say, Hey, empathy is super important when you're having this conversation. Like Steve, when you say your response to Aaron was to instantly you and Lisa, Lisa, right? Your wife. Yep. Um, yep for you guys to jump out of bed, like the, the, the terminology used, you didn't say, well, you know, we, you know, we invited Aaron to, no, you said that you guys jumped out of bed and ran and embraced your child. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and having that empathetic love of saying, man, you know, yo, like we, we love the mess yeah. out of you. <laughs> like we yeah. love the mess yeah. out of you. You know what I mean? Nothing else matters. I mean, uh, what, what my, all, what my, what I want for my children is our, our, is joy. I just want them to have joy in their life. And, and, um, 
I feel like it's my role and responsibility to sort of like set them up to find joy mm-hmm. and, and any response short of the response that we gave, I feel would have put a little bit of a, a hamper on that. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I was really proud of him to be able to do that with us. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it took a lot of guts. It really yeah. did. And, and he, I may have known, what the result was going to be, even if he had come out a year ago, a year before or two years or whenever, but maybe he wasn't sure. Maybe there was a little bit of a, you know, gosh, I know my parents are great, but you know, are they going to, how are they going to respond to this? This is a big one. And um, so, you know, I'm glad it went down the way it did. And, and we're still working on working through it together, to be honest with you. And I'm sorry, monologuing here, but I got to say one more thing. Um, This was actually easier for me than it was for Lisa. And, and, and we've talked about this. Okay, Tell um, us us about that. Tell us about uh, that. uh, uh, There's, there's a little bit that, you know, of, of a feeling of loss for her of like, I, you know, I wanted a girly girl. I want the girl that gets, do we go do our makeup together or go dress shopping or whatever? Yeah. And, and she doesn't, she doesn't get to have that anymore <laughs> because Aaron is now, now I'm going with Aaron to pick out the tux, you know, f- yeah. for, for, for um, prom. Um, so there was, there, there were some conversations that had to be had around that. Like my, you know, that feeling of loss that my wife experienced and, and it was, um, it was real. And, we talked about it. And at the end of the day, it was, you know, she came to the same conclusion. We're, we're aiming for joy. We're aiming yeah. for joy in our kid's life. And, and yeah. um, that's what that's, that's, we, we have to walk through this with them um, to get them there. I feel like every parent though, at the, when you think about your children, I think all parents would agree. That's the hope. The challenge becomes is understanding that our lens and our angle of seeing things isn't the only way to get there. You know, like I think about, for example, always like trying to toughen up my girls because this world is harsh. But me trying to toughen them up or me like trying to, to get them to, to do things my way is a part of me loving and wanting to protect them and keep them safe and keep them protected. And I feel like a lot of parents, when they encounter these things, I, I wonder if they, they human by human nature, you just think about protecting them and saying, no, that's not going to keep you safe. I'm trying to keep you safe. So just be this because this keeps you safe and in the right lane. And I wonder how many parents feel that way because I I feel that way sometimes still with my daughters. Like, no, hmm. you got to know how to throw a hook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, yeah. I don't ever want them throwing a hook. So, but it's just this, this, you know, like you have to get, you know, good grades. Like you just have to, because that's how you get to do whatever you want to do. But the, of the core of that is just wanting them to be happy, but in that losing sight that they have to define their own happiness. I'm not going to make them happy. They can't live my life. So, and you can't live theirs. Uh, I mean, it's that's a two way street. I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, and I, I just think that you know having that end goal in mind, like you think about you know 20 years from now, where do you want to be? Um, it's sort of like the exercise with, you know, write your own, um, the speech, what's this, what's it called? A speech at a eulogy. funeral. Yes. Write your own eulogy. Who, who yeah. do you want there? What do you want them to say about you? And it's the yeah. same kind of thing. I think about this a lot with my kids. Like, 
what what relationship do I want to have with the kids in 20 years when they're no longer children and they they're you know I want to see my grandkids I want to have that that relationship with my kids um how do I want that relationship to look and so that that is kind of a, like a guiding principle that I sort of lean on sometimes when I'm stuck and I'm not sure what yeah. to do in a given situation like how do I want this conversation to be in 6 months from now like the one that I'm about to have in 30 seconds is going to impact us down the road. So how am I going to handle this? And that's, that's, that's been useful. It doesn't always work out perfectly, but um, taking that big view, I think yeah. is really important. Steve, let me ask you this as well. So um, Aaron's the oldest, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, what has the impact been on your two younger sons? Mm. And and what has, <laughs> has, are you at liberty to speak on their behalf? Sure. Like publicly, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to push, you know, whatever, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're asking. Um, those two were hilarious. Those two were like, <laughs> you didn't know, or like, what, come on. They, they were like, <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're so Dumb. dumb. You know, how did you not see this coming? You know? Yeah. Um, like, the, really, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were so okay with it. it it's not, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing at all. It was just like, oh, cool. Okay. Aaron. No big deal. Yeah. You know, that's wild. Perspective for you, like, yeah, that a little bit. Cause you had to process, I'm sure a lot of whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm, I, I tear up, you know, like uh, all you need to do is put on like, um, I don't know the right movie, the right podcast. I'll, I'll cry on a dime. I just, I'm a crier. And yeah. my two boys like look at me. They try to. They tr now they try to do things that are touching to make me cry. You know, <laughs> like like they'll go. They'll be like, "Hey, Dad, you want to watch Field of Dreams tonight? <laughs> watch this." <laughs> you know, at the end, like, "Dad, you want to have a catch?" I cannot not yeah. cry in that scene. <laughs> and so they they you know they tease me about it. I I think I'm I'm much more sensitive than either either one of them are. Um, yeah. They got their mom's toughness, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah, I I had to do much more processing than they did. Absolutely, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they grew up with it. That's what I was talking about. It's that proximity to. So you know, when you when you grow up, like they grew up with your daughter. I'm sorry, I just did it. They grew up with your son their entire life. In perfect conversation. Imperfect conversation. Thank you so much. Their bond with their sibling, their, um, their brother, was stronger than their expectations. Maybe expectations aren't the right word, but their love for that that person meant more than what that person. I don't know. I guess was supposed not supposed to be, but you know, that 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 bond just meant more. It just meant more for as a sibling, like as a as a being, as a person. Like, like I don't care. Like, you are my family, and I love you, and that nothing will supersede that. Absolutely, they. I mean, what I said earlier about the main goal is is lifelong joy for the kids. You know, yeah. uh, which is which I separate from happiness because I think about happiness as like a short term thing. Like, I I I got a new video game today. I'm happy. But, you know, we want to aim for that long-term joy-filled life, right? They want the same thing for each other. They don't mm -hmm. want anything different. And I, I think in with the kids, 
you know, the kids these days uh, and the social media and everything, all the different ways they have to, to communicate with each other. Um, you know, they, they, they're just more open to hearing it than maybe when we were uh, with kids, which yeah. uh, when we were kids um, and we didn't fully flush out that part of it. But, you know, when I was kids, when I was a kid, you know, people were teased if they were even, if there was an, even any inclination at all that they might be gay. Yeah. Um, even if they were a little bit effeminate, you know, guys were teased mercilessly. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was, and, that was how you made fun of people. Uh, you, you would call them gay to make fun of them. Right. Like, yeah. Even, and that, that I don't see that happening. No. Nowadays. Now, now Steve, let me ask you this just to continue. Yep. Cause I'm, I'm asking these questions in, with the thought in mind of, okay, I'm a dad listening to this and I have questions. Do you know what I mean? If, if someone, like I said, if someone is, thinks that this could be coming or is in the middle of this or whatever. Um, what we're, so we're talking about, so your, your two younger sons were like, dope, cool. Like what's for dinner. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> essentially not to oversimplify, but no, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, now, are we getting McDonald's or hot now? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> or hot and ready. What, hot now. Hot now. what was the, what was the conversation like, or what has the conversation been like, say with your, with like, your parents or your extended family or mm. your wife's parents or, or whatever, you know, how is with, with the older generations that are, yeah. you know, not on TikTok. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, yeah. So, so we have um, one side of our family is extremely religious. Okay. And the other side is, I'll just say not. Okay. <laughs> um, and we're, we feel very, um, I, I can't say it any, I can't think of a better word than this than blessed that both sides were really understanding and just kind of had some of the same questions that you guys have asked, like do what pronoun does he prefer? Um, when did you first find out about it? You know, there was no, um, in our case, there was no like, oh my God, you know, this is wrong or, you know, judgment like that. It was more, it was more like, um, okay, got it. We have a few questions and then move on. So it was, it was okay. And maybe, maybe that's um, uh, testimony to the fact that we do talk about things and we are, you know, we have sort of like a foundation that's communicative for the most part. Yeah. Um, we've had our hiccups and of course, like any family does, you know, we have our issues, but, um, in this case, I, I, I gotta say, I'm really proud of my, of my, my, my wife's siblings. My wife is the oldest of eight, oh, wow. um, kids and, um, many of them are on the religious side. Um, uh, my mother-in-law is pretty devout as well. Um, my side is the less religious side and my mom. Uh, my dad's not with us, but my mom was extremely open to it too. So um, I don't want to say we lucked out, but it was, I, I felt really blessed to to have the reaction from them. They were accepting and that's, that's yeah. important. That's awesome. Now, Steve, yeah. let me, let me add, Quinn, do you have any other questions or anything that you want to talk about? Cause I have a question for Steve. That's a, a I guess, Kind of unrelated, but still related. Mm, I don't know. 
I'm going to go ahead. I don't know what you're saying. Shift <laughs> <laughs> the gears on us, buddy. Go ahead. Let, let, let me ask you this. So last time, last time you were on, we talked about a project that you were doing of – I think it was you and a few families taking videos every whatever. Yeah. The seven father, seven fathers project. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. that still going? So uh, I'm delinquent in my deliverables for the seven <laughs> fathers project. Okay. Uh, the plan was to, so uh, just to catch everybody up. So we've got me and six other dads formed the seven fathers project. I interviewed them and cut it together. I should send you that clip um, yeah, for the first yeah, part of the Seven Fathers do. Project, uh, where they they talked about the 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 day that their child was born. So, oh, so with the seven dads, we had eight kids, or was it ten? I can't remember because there's a twin involved in there somewhere uh, that were all entering high school at the same time, and we're yeah. all this this big group of family friends, and so uh, before. On the on their entrance to high school, I interviewed the dads. They talked about the the day that their their son or daughter was born. Um, then we talked about what we love about them and what we hope for them and, and advice for high school. Yeah, and we pieced it together. And the plan was, upon graduation, four years later, we were going to do the same thing, and I was going to cut it together and yeah. uh, do part two. Um, so we. We started collecting. I I collected still photos from everybody, but it it was so difficult to to devote the time required to sit six other dads down and interview yeah. them for an hour. It just it just I'm embarrassed to say it hasn't happened. Um, and maybe it'll be at the end of high school. Um, what's interesting about that, or at the end of college, you know in it, you look at seven families and there's bound to be a lot of shifts that happen even like, yeah. in like a five-year period. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think it's any secret. So, you know, like one of the families got a divorce, mom and dad are no longer together. Yeah. Um, some of the kids got into the college they wanted to get into and it's freaking great. Some of the kids didn't. <laughs> um, so, so bless you. So like, how do you, you know, so going to the next stage of that project, um, I, I need to think it through and I need to think about like what we're aiming to do long-term and how that's going to look. Steve, um, Steve, it, I, it's I, a big project. Steve, I see Netflix written all over. <laughs> man. You want to talk about turning your passion into dollar signs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I, I see or, you ever had an idea or an opportunity to do that? This is it. <laughs> so, so what I have, what I do have is all that footage and it's all cut together from yeah. now, five and a half years ago with the dads talking about their hopes and dreams for their kid and, and their advice for high school. What I do with it next is, you know, I need, uh, I, I need someone to pay me to think about it. That's what I, I like. I don't have enough energy at the end of the day Ooh. to, to do, to, to do it. Video you editing have- is a oh, lot. It's, brutal. it's tedious yeah. and brutal. Yeah. It, it, it is. is. Yeah, and then you have to redo it, and then you 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 like oh. you're like it sucks, and other people see it and they're like it's amazing, and then you give them something that you're like this is amazing, and they're like, what yeah. did you do? <laughs> oh, audio editing is tinker toys compared yeah. to, to video, and it's just it's like another level thing. Um, but I, I re- thanks for asking about that. I'm I'm stoked. That you I, was, I was curious because I think I think honestly, man, I think you talking through the divorce stuff, talking through 
the, yeah. the college and the non-college stuff and talking through even the gender identity stuff that's happening in your family. I, I mean, like I said, I see Netflix. Well, <laughs> I think so. Most importantly, talking through all that stuff together because the, the, it all overlaps and you don't want to, yeah. that's the part where people, that's where the magic happens, man. You got the sauce. Steve, you just need a couple I, more hours in each day. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys. And I'm going to, I'll just bury the lead with you really quick and then we'll move on from this. And I know we're, we're running way long and I, I'm so glad to, <laughs> I will go as long as you want, but you know, we had some guidelines going in and we blew those out of the water That's like 25 right. minutes ago. So I'll what just say guidelines? like, what are guidelines? This, the, it occurred to me that, you know, and this relates to your show as well, that, you know, the seven fathers project, I don't think it's about the seven fathers that I interviewed. I think the seven fathers project is about our relationship with our father. Because oh. if you look at all these guys that I interviewed and I, you know, I, we all got daddy issues and no, and, I don't, Steve. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I mean, the guys in the seven fathers project, well, we probably all do, but you know, um, I think that relationship is what we look to, to become the fathers that we are now or to not become. And you know, that that's the example that was set for us. And we hope to set that example for our kids and, and we hope to make it better for them in each generation. We want to get better. Right. But, um, you know, just like the family history that we started with on, on the Germany side with me, there's a lot of stuff to unpack there yeah. that, that we could get into in another show, but it's um, you know, there's a lot of intensity and feelings and um, things to work through with. I think um, every, every, I mean, we are what our parents programmed us to be. Right. So, uh, and if you're, if one of your parents wasn't there, that also programmed you to be something. Um, so yeah. I, th I think absolutely right. that's, that's what seven fathers is uh, ultimately about. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see it on Disney. Uh, like, Netflix. I, like I said, dude, Netflix. it's like <laughs> the story of like, and this is probably already it's show, like the story of us. So this is us. There's a show already, but I mean, the, the truth of the matter is man, this fatherhood journey, this life journey, it all happens simultaneously. Like this individual journey, mm -hmm of shaking off the rust of all the things your parents downloaded onto you and figuring out who you are and having your Moana moment, you know, where you kind of sail through the wind and the water and figure it out is, uh, it's all very real. And so, you know, I, I want to thank you for, for being a guest today, Steve, if you could go back in time with a magic wand and give yourself any advice as a new father, what would it be? Man, yeah, being 20 years down the road, what would you tell little bitty baby Stephen Baldwin, who's just <laughs> about to have kids? What would you say to that guy? <laughs> would you say that? Other, other than invest in Apple stock. You would first <laughs> that. Then what would you tell him? Uh, well, so for all you new dads out there, number one, take a lot of pictures. And you got the technology to do it now. Pictures and video. Buy an iPhone, yeah, iCloud your stuff, it. and you know it's, it's worth it, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but but on a on a on a maybe a, a a little bit of a deeper level, um, one of the things that I did right, uh, was that early on in my kids, it, from from the very beginning, like you know, two age two, age three, age four, 
I set aside a few minutes every day to spend with them. And so like in Aaron's case, we had, um, going back to pronouns, um, maybe this is a pronoun, uh, we had dot daddy daughter date night. Mm. And usually that was going to Starbucks for hot chocolate and yeah. sitting there and reading a book. Um, but those, though, that investment, um, uh, I think sort of like grew into the place where we can talk about, you know, Hey, I don't think I was supposed to be born a, a girl. I think I was a boy. And, you know, so going from, you know, <laughs> again, from that, that continuum from going to Starbucks at age four and having that conversation, I think, I don't, I'm not sure the latter conversation is possible unless we, you know, without that foundation that we set, um, from day one, um, uh, you know, being communicative. So that's huge, man. Yeah. Being communicative. Gosh, man. Yeah. Those little moments, they mean everything in the world. We always talk about those little moments for me. I mean, with my dad, it was dumb. <laughs> I say it was dumb, but you know, it wasn't, it was like going to the Lakers store with him. So, <laughs> you know, it was a car ride, going to the drugstore, just, just being together. So, Steve, that's awesome. So I don't want to cut off your last thought, but give us your last thought and tell people like where they can find you. Well, and let me, let me say this too, Steve, is for anyone who is, I mean, I don't want to put you out there or whatever, but anyone who is um, at a similar spot in their family journey, would you be open to people reaching out to you and talking to you and maybe asking you questions that Quinn and I didn't think to ask or, you know, that sort of thing. Would you be open and available to something like that? Or if not, it's okay too. If you are still in the weeds yourself and still self-processing, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to commit you here on the air live and everything, but. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, uh, the answer is yes, uh, uh, of course. Um, but with the caveat that I am not an expert, I am learning this on the fly. If, if, if it's something where you want to learn together and you know, I'm not going to have answers, but you just want to talk or you want to dialogue over email or over Twitter or whatever. I, I, of course I'm, I'm never going to turn someone away. Um, I'm just just thinking of a person who potentially doesn't have a Chris Evans in their life. And they're like, man, Steve Baldwin can be my Chris Evans. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Captain America. He can be my my dream. (laughs) No, I, I'd be happy to to talk to any, anyone that wants to, you know, they're they're trying to find joy in there for their child, or and they're trying to be a better dad. I mean, that's that's what this is about, right? Building community and supporting one another. Yeah. So, of course, um, and, and just know that you know, I'm I'm walking through this with you, and I don't have all the answers, and I screw up more than I get it right, probably. But you know, uh, maybe we can figure it out together. Cool. That's awesome, man. Well, um, we can also, um, we can, uh, direct people to your podcast and, you know, just to learn more about you just being a person too. And, um, we have your info here at, uh, Baldwin, when here, why did I say Baldwin here? Like it's Baldwin here. <laughs> Baldwin here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baldwin here on Twitter and on Facebook, just type in Steve Baldwin eight. Well, um, thank you for your time. Thank you for being honest and, and allowing us to just kind of get through this conversation. It's a it's a hard conversation, I'll be honest with you. We got through it so casually, um, you know, because honestly, we prepped for it and we, we kind of talked through some of the concepts prior to getting on the air. 
But to all the dads out there, like, thank you for constantly taking it back to zero and constantly allowing us to reset to like, we're not experts. Like you said, you're not an expert. We're figuring it out. And as a parent, you just got to figure it out too. So um, Steve, thanks for being a guest. We are honored to have had you on today. Yeah. Thank you for being so um, open and honest and uh, vulnerable. You know, Um, those are those are things that toxic masculinity wants to really shut down. And I think that you were, um, you were really, um, I I don't want to say a role model, but you were really, really generous in sharing your family with us today, you know, and we just, we really, really appreciate you, uh, doing that, you know, and if you could send our thank yous to your entire family who, you just talked about <laughs> with them not here. I'm sure they had your blessing. You had their blessing, but thank them as well um, for sharing your story and all of that. Cause you know, I, I believe that there are a lot of listeners and a lot of people who are dead to the bone fans and dead to the bone listeners or whatever, who maybe they're not dealing with it, but they know someone who is, and they know someone who is going to, you know, whatever, having these conversations. And I think that you can really help. Hey man, I, I appreciate all that. And, and, uh, you guys are, are, uh, fantastic. I love your mission. I love how you guys carry yourself and, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And, uh, so thanks. Thanks a lot. And, and, uh, I'll just sign us off, sign myself off with, uh, may the force be with us all. (laughs) Love it. it. May the force be with us all. Yeah. He, That's not the last time we're going to see Steve on this podcast. I'll tell you that. No, I was I was just about to before he had the perfect sign off. So I was about to say, well, I, I guess until part three comes along. So <laughs> which you know the way technology moves, we might be doing it via hologram. So who knows what? <laughs> well, this inside scoop into Star Wars, I think hologram is a real possibility. It, I, I believe it. I believe <laughs> it. Um, that that was a very interesting and like introspective conversation. The the thing that I think about most is, and I have friends like this, and I probably am like that too, to be quite honest. It it reminds me of the importance of allowing my kids to just be themselves and not who I want them to be. And the worst thing I would worry about is my kid not feeling comfortable to tell me who they think they are and be like, I'm afraid you won't accept me. <laughs> like that would that would break well, me. And I think I think what he said. Um, you know, one of the things that he did right. And I think, you know, you know, Steve talking through these conversations and through, you know, the journey that his family's been on. Um, like he said, I don't want to make it sound like a dream scenario, but I think to a lot of people that sounded like a dream scenario. And I think that, but I think that's because of what he said about investing time in your children and setting it up with a foundation of communication to where, mm-hmm. you know, um, like you said, your kids can feel your kids can feel the freedom to be who they want to be, and they don't feel nervous to talk to you about it. They don't feel nervous to whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and also to know like it's going to be a learning process. Like you know, the whole my whole point going into this and still now is like you know, we're not experts, and you're not going to just get it right. There's so many layers and dynamics at play. And, you know, but just keep trying, keep, even if you never set those foundations for communication, which you should do, that doesn't mean you have to not keep trying or you should just feel defeated and give up because 
if you love your child and your intent, you know, which I know for all parents it is, is to like care for them. Like you just got to screw up the conversation a million times until you get it right. That's the thing. It's never too late to open the lines of communication. Yeah. Like, you know, if you aren't a perfect parent and like you feel, even if you somehow like, and this is your, this is your trash. And I'll just say that if you feel like this is your fault, that's your, that's your, that's on you. That has nothing to do with your kid. That is your own headspace. Keep the main thing, the main thing, and just keep trying to connect to your child. Keep trying to, to validate your child and to love them, but not love them as who you think they should be, but who they're telling you they are. So I just, I really think redemption is is an important theme, like to not, you just, you don't know. So keep trying. Love it, dude. Yeah. So, hey, um, with that, uh, yeah. So like, I don't know why my mean, uh, being wanting to be called Bruce kind of like throws you off every time, but like, it's my name. It's my, it's my pseudo next name in line. If I ever wanted to, to not be Quinn, but, uh, I, to shift gears on that very awkwardly, where can people find us? Listen, hit us up. on If you guys have, I mean, not even awkwardly, man. If, if you guys have any, um, if you want to join the conversation. I think the gears awkwardly. It's like, it, yeah. was, it was like. No, you know, no, no. Listen, if, you, if anybody wants to join the conversation, let us know what you think. Let us know, uh, you know, sort of what's going on with you. If you've connected with us over the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Um, you know, you're like you heard Steve say, you are more than welcome to reach out to him as well. But you can find us on um, on Facebook at facebook.com slash dad to the bone podcast, all words. Or you can find us on YouTube at dad, the number two, the bone podcast. Or you can find us on Instagram at dad, the number two, the bone podcast. So you can find us. Catch it, I'm passing it to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you can, you can find us on all those things, man. If you want to have the conversation, inbox us, message us, leave some comments. Um, we'd love to reach out. We'd love to talk with you guys. Um, and we'd love to resource you. You know, we're connected with uh, Great Start Wayne, where um, there's a ton of resources for kids and for dads and for anybody trying to be a better dad, man. We want to help you out. That's our goal. That's our mission. We want you to be the best dad you can possibly be, uh, whether it be, you know, a little bit of babies or you're dealing with 20 year olds. You know what I mean? We want to be there for you. We want to hook you up. We want to help you out. Uh, not that we're like perfect, but we're on the journey too, man. We're making it happen. So yeah. join us on the journey. <laughs> yeah, man. Get your uh, get your master's in, in that in that dad degree. Keep learning. Excellent. All right. Well, until next time, my friend. Until next time. Hey, may the force be with you. <laughs> may the force.